Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. It's another episode of Aussie Tech Heads. This one comes to you just below the 400 mark. It's episode 399. So uh, welcome. I'm Glenn, and uh, we're joined by the other two rascals this week in the Aussie Tech Heads land, and I'm talking namely of William. We'll go to Will first. Hey, Will. Hey, what, what hey. do I do? Don't, don't say my name. What? Oh, what's going doing, on? Mate? Yeah, good. What's, uh, <laughs> what's going on with you this week? Anything exciting? Oh, nothing too major. You know, I didn't have to reinstall anything before the show for once, which is like, for me, bonus. that's some sort of minor miracle. Yeah, yeah that's always a bonus. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, Jace, how are you going? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Nice, uh, nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> you're, it's a pleasure and you're welcome. Uh, what's been going on with you? Anything exciting? You look like you're no, in a bit just of a getting ready to move down south where it's a bit colder and the oh. weather changes daily, uh, hourly. Yes, <laughs> minutely. So you're all you're minutely. all you're all set up. You're uh, employed and set up, or you're just going down winging. Not employed. No, I got a friend who lives down at Geelong, and she's got a couple of spare bedrooms. So she said I can stay there for a couple of months nice. while I'm doing my interviews and such. Is that so how the Saturday morning, getting up early and uh, driving down ten hours? Oh, this Saturday. This Saturday morning. And then you're there. That's it. Yeah. And uh, stay there for a couple of months applying and stuff. If I get something, come back up here quickly nice. to just pack up all my crap and uh, send it all down and then head back down again. Nice, nice. Now, um, is that is G Long? Is that how the locals say it? No, or is- you say it like that, you'll get shot before you get <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> I'll, have, long. I'll, I'll have a uh, return ticket to G Long, please, Buster. Long. It's, it's, long. It's, not, it's not G Bung, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Majiraba. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, no, that's Siri. She can't say Majiraba. And I've never worked out how to uh, to tell Siri how to repronounce things. I can't work that out. But yeah, It's called Android. But you apparently you say, can. I will replace you with an Android if you don't get it right in the future. You watch. <laughs> it'll work miraculously from that point on. Yeah, the GPS girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to have words with her. All right. Now, uh, the show, as always, brought to you by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting, azhwebhosting.com.au. So jump on there and uh, grab yourself a nice little plan. You know, they're, they're pretty affordable from a uh, decent plan, you know, from seven ninety five a month. So that's all right if you sign up for a year. So that's good. All right. Now we've got some... Uh, stories, I think. Let's start off with this one. Once upon a time. Yeah, I always <laughs> start, so let's continue with the tradition. Are you ready, boys and girls? Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Then we'll begin. Thank you, <laughs> Mrs. Whoever. Now, <laughs> what's the name of that lady? <laughs> off um, off Romper Room. Or something. Oh, I don't know. That, off, what was it, Mrs. I, I Helen? Refused, I, I hated Romper Room because they never said my name. I watched that show for years. Yeah, I don't think they said my name either, unless I missed an episode. But, yeah, Miss Helen or someone like that, I don't know. 
That's a long time ago, Will. That's a long. It is. It is. Did you watch it, Jace? Uh, we didn't really have Romper Room because we didn't get Channel 3 slash 9, whatever you call it. We just mm. had uh, Prime, 7, 8 and uh, ABC. Oh, I think right. we had we had ABC and Channel O for the most part. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I think it was on... Back in my day, we had two channels and we were happy for it. That's all we needed. We had the other ones, but that was when VHF came in. You had to get up and manually adjust the little knob thing until you found exactly the right frequency because it was before presets. Yeah, it was just it was the the knob that went clunk, clunk, clunk as you turned it, but then it also had a little uh, fine tune, yeah. push the little circular thing around like behind it. Yeah, you, oh, and yeah. you're sitting there watching TV with your hand off to the side and you're sitting on one side of the screen and you're just constantly adjusting it while you're watching it. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know when you, you know, you, you've got a few years under your belt when you say, I mean, little little fella had a, a girl, a little friend around today for, to play and she was saying something about, oh, she goes, I've got a TV in my room. And I said, oh, how good is that? I said, what a coloured one. And she, she looks at you and she goes, <laughs> what other kind is there, you idiot? Yeah, she goes, uh, 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 yeah, a big one. Yeah, <laughs> she had no idea what I was talking about. No oh idea God, at all. You watch uh, Back to the Future and Marty goes yeah. back in time and they're like, oh, we just got a TV. Do you have a TV, buddy? Yeah, we got three. Nobody's <laughs> got three TVs. You'll see it in the reruns. What's a rerun? Yeah. yeah it's well, actually, I've got, I got friends around at the moment and they got their. she's got a daughter with her and she's only, oh, I think her daughter's like 12 or 13. And we're watching MacGyver at the moment and the start of the episode they had a Walkman with a cassette and a VCR. You try and explain that to a 13-year-old. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy because uh, what was it? Yeah, I don't know something else. Yeah, it was, it's just it's just madness because I remember just bringing thinking about Romper Room. I used to watch it when it was in black and white. We only had a black and white TV back then. But, you um, didn't have a choice. You could. We had a princess. <laughs> yeah. I had a princess TV for my VZ two hundred. Oh, look! I tell you, just before the show, I was pretty scared we weren't going to make it tonight. I um I, because I, I've I changed microphones around. I sort of tried to tweak a few things. I've reformatted the little Mac there, and uh, re-downloaded some software. The recording software, you know, try to ju- you know just uh, juice it up a bit and get it a bit you know more snappy and everything. And uh, so with the mic, I changed mics and it wouldn't fit into this holder properly. So I thought, what can I put around yeah. that? So I thought, oh, um, um, I got some bubble wrap. So I cut a bit of bubble wrap off and I put it around it and jammed it in there. So it's like it's held in nice and stiff like that in the in the, in the holder with bubble wrap. So I, I sort of said, yep, yeah, cool, I'm ready to go. And as I was walking out, I hear this pop. And I thought, oh, that's the mixer. That sounded like the mixer. <laughs> I thought, we're not going to make it. <laughs> you let the smoke out. Yeah. But I'm looking over there. I'm over at the mixer. I'm smelling all smelling. Going, you know, going, oh, no, I can't smell nothing. And then I thought, oh, it's one of those, uh, one of those pops in the for plastic. <laughs> one of the um, the bubble wrap popped. <laughs> For people who don't know electronics very well, all all electronics are just little packets of packages of smoke, and if you let the smoke out, they stop working. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, like magic smoke. Well, they stop popping once the smoke comes out. So you know, yeah, you got to get that smoke <laughs> out, people. Get that smoke out. All right, now um, IBM's shock channel deal. How's this? They've uh, they've struck a deal with Apple. Can you believe that's it's sort of a it's a it's the yin and the yang, isn't it? So IBM is to uh, become an enterprise reseller. 
uh, for iPads and iPhones under, under an unexpected deal announced today, uh, this week by CEO Tim Cook and IBM CEO. Oh, we know who the CEO of Apple is. Does anyone know who the CEO of IBM is? Bob. No. Fred? No. Tony? <laughs> it's, uh, How many guesses do we get? Oh, well, you're going to need a few if you want me. www.wikipedia.org. Oh, this. Abercrombie. I don't know. Is it Ginny Rometty or Guinea? Sure it is. Ginny, Guinea, Rometty. Anyway, under the terms of the deal, IBM's mobile first division will provide enterprise sales and on-site support for iOS devices and applications in time for iOS 8. Hooray! <laughs> and how IBM will handle everything from supply devices to activation management services for enterprise customers. Apple, in turn, will develop a new enterprise-grade s- support under its Apple Care Support Program. So the two companies will also commit to developing over 100 enterprise apps specific to retail, healthcare, banking, travel, so blah, 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 that's all going on. The deal does not mean that IBM will cease to resell other mobile devices such as those running Android. So that sort of probably makes Google happy. I don't know. Now, this guy, Randall Cameron, National Sales Director for MSC. Never heard of him. But anyway, he's out there. It won't make a mark in Australia because the market is very different here. Apple and the carriers have very strong relationships. In the US, Apple sold directly to government and enterprise. But in Australia, enterprise has gone through the carriers to buy Apple. But I don't know even though he says that, I reckon that, uh, you know, a deal like this is sure to have some sort of impact on, on us, for sure. But it's um, yeah, it's probably what, it's a bit of a win. Who do you reckon is the biggest winner out of that? Will, any opinion? Don't really care. Yeah, I, I, I mean... You're going, oh, yeah, whatever. It's, no, it's one of Thanks the Thanks for that question. <laughs> well, it's like everything. It's going to take, you know, everything starts off... Nasty, but it all settles down. We'll see. Yeah. Ask right. me again next week after it's had a week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, while you're there, tell us something that you uh, are passionate about. Well, you see, no, I don't think I can tell you that story. I think that's <laughs> not legal in some states. Um, but I do have a story. Good. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you got, um, everybody knows the smart car. It's one of the, you know, basically the smallest car. Um, you know, it's really high safety, made by Mercedes. That's the thing. Well, they've just released a new one um, that's made by Mercedes, of course, made in Germany, of course. It's aimed to combat urban gridlock. It's a two-seater hatch. It's a shorter by about, I think it's about uh, no, two foot shorter than the previous one. Mm. Um, it, they put, it comes out A-grade a on all the uh, crash tests and things like that. It will do a U-turn in a single lane. Yeah, right. So it's like my cue. Yeah, in a one <laughs> on a one lane road, it'll do a U turn. Um, it's the main reason I'm bringing up is because like the smart car has been around since 1998 and hasn't really changed much in in that time. Um, but this one here, it it's so packed. Like they've basically taken every technology thing they've got and either shrunk it down to make it fit or added it into this thing. Like, it, it's got some of the things that the $200,000 Mercedes have as standard. Um, yeah, right. You know, I won't go into too much detail about all the stuff they've got, but it's um, it's got twin-clutch automatic gearboxes, like an eight-speed gearbox and things like that. Um, it starts at – it's going to start at $12,000 AU drive away. Yeah, right. Um, it's – basically, if you're after a cheap car that's, that's economical, it's – 
going to go on, char- on sale at some point next year. It's a turbocharged three-cylinder engine, 900 cc, so your rego is going to be nothing. It's um, 66 kilowatts, which is, you know, about the same, I think, as the new minis have off the top of my head. Um, yeah, six-speed twin-clutch automatic. Uh, it's 2.6... Um, no, it's not. It's 2.4 metres long. The old one was 2.7. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, a good foot shorter. How fast it's, did it go? Um, did you say that? We need to know well, the important things. <laughs> and this is the part that I find fascinating. It weighs, with all this technology, with all the safety features, with all the new stuff they've added to it, weighs 800 kilos. Wow. So <laughs> they haven't released the uh, the economy figures yet, but... It's certainly if you want to rely because it's made by Mercedes, so you want reliable. You mm-hmm. want um, good quality, amazingly cheap, twelve grand, twelve and a half grand, um, and you know, run around car for around town. Yeah, I think nice. it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, well, twelve grand—you um, can see them selling a few. Yeah, well, that's good. I always find it hilarious though when you're cruising down the highway and you come up behind one of those smart cars. You sort of look at you like, <laughs> really, you you bought that out here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Take it home back to your Lego set, but please. As far as as far as the, I mean, as far as the small entry level car range goes, they're all twelve to fifteen grand, and I think I'd spend the twelve or thirteen grand on this instead yeah. of the fifteen grand yeah. Great Wall or or something like that. So you know, hmm. I, um, buy Cube, Will. They're good. I love cubes. Are awesome. Yeah, they are. They're good. Mine's Who are you talking going. about? I got you onto a cube. What are you telling me? No, I know. <laughs> well, you didn't buy one. I bought one, and you're going, yeah, yeah I made you buy one. That's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jace. Uh, what have you been looking at this week? Well, a group of influential US lawyers has an answer to the question of what should happen to Facebook, Yahoo, Gmail and other online accounts when a person dies. The Uniform Law Commission, whose members are appointed by state governments to help standardise state laws, was expected to endorse a plan to automatically give loved ones access to a deceased person's digital accounts unless otherwise specified in a will. To become U.S. Uh, to become law in a U.S. state, the legislation would have to be adopted by the state's legislature. But if it does, designating such access could become an important tool in the state planning, allowing people to decide which accounts should die when they do. The plan is likely to frustrate some privacy advocates who say people shouldn't have to draft a will to protect sensitive information. This is something most people don't think of until they're faced with it. They have no idea what it is to be lost says Karen Williams, who sued Facebook for access to her 22-year-old son Lauren's account after he died in a 2005 motorcycle accident. The question of what to do with one's digital assets is as big as America's electronic footprint. So what does happen uh, to Facebook when someone dies? Because I know a, people, a few people that have gone to the, to the, the great blue yonder and their book, their pages still. You give your password to somebody, it just stays there. I mean, no, Google is there's a um, inactivity. There's an inactivity thing. You you can report, you can say the page has, head, yeah. yeah, and it goes into a lockdown status for a certain period of time. And then after that, if nobody requests an extension, it just gets deleted. Mm, because this- but if you've got a uh, Google account, you can set up right now. Uh, if I haven't logged into my account in six months or 12 months or 18 months, it automatically emails access to a list of friends' email addresses that you specify in there saying uh, you can even put in an email, hi, I'm dead, uh, you can have access to my stuff. I trust you and stuff. See you on the other side. Bye. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, well, because um, th- th- this Facebook account that I know of this guy, uh, his family, that still posts to it. And I thought, oh, maybe that was keeping it alive. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's like he's probably been gone. I guess if you log in as him and post stuff, then it does. But uh, if you're just no, this is no, I don't think anyone to putting stuff on his wall it doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Yeah, in this particular instance, no one knows the password because they're not logging on as him. Uh, they're just posting to his wall. So I guess some something like this will happen eventually. I I would imagine. Anyway, yep. that's a nice bright topic. Now, window <laughs> <laughs> something brighter. <laughs> With the uh, look, the Microsoft. Look, I've got a free a couple of Microsoft stories here tonight. Uh, Microsoft frees four point seven million PCs from the shackles of infection. It's got to be good. That's got to be good. Uh, Microsoft said it well, has. People stopped using an Explorer, didn't they? No, no. Microsoft, yeah, Microsoft seized all their uh, <laughs> Indianess domains and they couldn't log on to them anymore. <laughs> Microsoft said it had freed at least 4.7 million infected personal computers from control of cyber crooks. And apparently it's most successful digital crime-busting operation. So there you go. Uh, India, followed by Pakistan, Egypt, Brazil, Algeria and Mexico have the highest or the largest number of infected machines in the uh, Richard Richard oh here we go Richard I hate names eh Richard Domingo I can't even I can't even begin Richard D oh no his name his name he's got two names Richard Richard, Richard Dominguez Bukovic so Richard D B Assistant General Counsel of the Union said Microsoft would quickly provide government authorities and internet service providers around the world with the IP addresses of infected machines so they can help users remove the virus. Microsoft located the compromised PCs by infecting, or not infecting, <laughs> by intercepting, intercepting traffic headed to servers at Reno, Nevada-based Vital Works. Internet solutions, okay. So, which the software maker said criminals used to communicate with compromised PCs through free accounts on its noip.com services. I think we touched on See? this a bit last week. Richard yes. Dominguez Boscovich. Oh, very good. Yeah, easy for you to say. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the operation began, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So anyway. Uh, I'm waiting for the next bit. The software known as... Where does that say? <laughs> the operation which began on June 30, 30. under a federal court order targeted Ta- malicious software known as... Oh, known as the <laughs> Bladabindi. <laughs> Bladabindi and Jinxus. Jinxcus. Jinx, <laughs> well, I don't know. Bloody overseas stuff. Now, um, yeah, so anyway, so good on your Microsoft, I suppose, even though that no IP affected me as, as well. I had a few no IP addresses, uh, one for a camera an IP camera, and the other one uh, was for a bit of a connection to my little server I got here. And, uh, yeah, I went down and I couldn't connect and, went, and I went, where? So, there, there you go. Uh, Will, what else have you been doing? Mm, yes, sir. Well, I'm actually – this has been going around. It's, been a, it's nearly been a week now. Um, some of you guys may, may or may not know that Steven Spielberg is obviously um, an animal killer. You know, it's been it's outrage that he had the hide to shoot this triceratops in cold blood, and uh, oh dear, you know, yeah, and oh, no, there's bad. thousands and thousands of bad complaints that guy about from it. Go Daddy and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it exactly. You know, people people are outraged. You know, um, disgraceful photos of recreational hunter happily posting next to a triceratops he just slaughtered. Please share this so the world can name and shame this despicable man. Oh, and that dear. had ten thousand likes and shares. Um, you know, like 
So, but, you know. I don't even know what's wrong with this story. Yeah. And then other people are like, Steven Spielberg, I'm disappointed in you. I'm not watching any, of, any more of your movies again. You're an animal killer. Right. It's like, um, I'm sorry. Um, it's like, <laughs> I it's, don't even know. He brought them back to life just to kill them. <laughs> Look, it's like, I'll tell you what it's like. I think was it Hamish and Andy went to America and they walked down oh, the street. Yeah. And they, and they were asking Americans questions. And one of the questions that I remember stuck in my mind, I asked a, 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 a slew of people, when was 9-11? And, they go, and they're mm. going, was it August the 5th? You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. They asked, they asked them, um, there was one there that they said, what was, um, um, oh, what was it? What's May, um, what, what month is May Day? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that'd be October? <laughs> Maybe. But it's just interesting because it's another story I was mm-hmm. actually reading. I wasn't going to bring it up, but seeing as I stumbled across that Steven Spielberg one still getting traction, I thought I might as well. There's a story um, that's been released, a bit of a study really, and from the um, from Wellington, they've got a, a Victoria University in Wellington. They did a study on people uh, on their reading behaviour and they want to know, is the internet making us stupid? Um, yes. The answer is yes. It's a short answer. <laughs> now, we've got information, more information than we've ever had to more materials than we've ever been able to, you know, basically all of human knowledge is now available on the internet. Hmm. And yet people still want to win an Xbox from JB Hi-Fi if you like and share this post <laughs> and Bill Gates will give you $10,000. I mean, yeah. what yeah, is Bill with... Gates is a pretty <laughs> nice guy, isn't he? You know, like, I don't understand. Is it because we have so much information, people get themselves confused and they can't figure out what they actually read? Is it, or is it the fact that... Now that we can see what actual people think and say more often, we can see how stupid they always were from the first place. Well, Well, that's what I was going to say. Were these people always that stupid and they just used to hide in a corner? And now the internet's given them a way to... stupidity is everywhere you can see it. I think yeah, going, um, going back to your question, though, Will, is the internet making us stupid? I'd say it would have to be yes because it's stopping it. It's like, um, it's like you know, calculators at school. And I, I've got no idea why the, you're allowed calculators at school now and we weren't back then probably because they well, didn't we exist. Ha- I was in the transition period where we had to use them. We, right. we, were, we were not allowed to not use them. But anyway, what, I, what my point is that uh, the information is so readily available, we don't have to retain it. So we're not, we don't have to retain it because it's all online. So I think not retaining information, yes, you, you become stupider. Part of the problem is people don't verify anything. They just go, I read it on the internet, so it must be true because yeah. nobody would lie on there. Well, and that- prior to the internet, you had Photoshop. Photoshopped mm. images were starting to become a big thing on billboards and stuff before the internet was a, was a thing. And people assumed because there was a picture of it that had to be real. The, yeah. the nobody understood this concept of Photoshop. But that goes back just to, just goes to show how the, say, your mind or the human brain works and how it's being conditioned because, you know, you, you've grown up with a photo tells a, what is it? A photo tells no lies. And uh, if yeah. it's in black and white, it's true. So, you know, that's that's where it all is. Not even video anymore. I mean, you know, there was a thing posted last year where there was a 
picture of people who are at a park with their baby and this big bird comes down and picks up the baby and starts flying off with it and people attack it and eventually it drops the baby a couple of feet to the ground and flies off and hmm. people it became a viral video. People like, oh, my God, can you believe it? This giant bird has picked up. It's like, no, that was some art students who yeah. did a uh, video for their um, end of year, end of term uh Test project, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I saw it on the internet, so it's real. <laughs> it's like this picture here. It was taken in the 1930s and it's office workers going about their, you know, coming out of the building. Or oh, yeah. But the, the the storm over, look, somebody's a time traveller, they've gone back to 1930 and we caught them on their mobile phone. Yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> How many things are wrong with that sentence? Okay, time travel, possible or not irrelevant. The fact that you've gone back to 1930 and you're on a mobile phone that requires, um, you know, specific, I don't know, cell towers maybe, um, well, somebody else to talk to perhaps. <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> Will. we got a flux capacitor in it. Yeah. Yeah. What Dr. happens? We, they, they, didn't you watch Doctor Who when they when the doctor hooked up the, the mobile phone to the console, the TARDIS console? and yeah. then Oh, that's right. So you know, can ring him anywhere. In, exactly. In, that's actually one of the few episodes I have watched. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got all these things. We've got. I've got a Doctor Who story coming up. I've got a, a viral <laughs> video coming up that we can all have a go at, and <laughs> well, so to speak. We've got heaps of stuff coming up and other more Microsoft stuff. So, uh, look, who who, need, who needs a turn? Jay, what's that you got there, Will? I was, I was going to say, just so you know, that's <laughs> the first mobile phone made by Motorola. I think that's that, that was, was the, the Dynatac first human. 8000X. <laughs> so there you go. So that's that's actually what the first mobile phone looked like along with its creator. Yeah, the first <laughs> human. All right. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Jace, please. Well, we know at some point in the future, Microsoft will bring the start menu back to Windows. What we don't know is when, but some leaked screenshots of a future version of Windows might offer a clue. Screenshots allegedly showing the new start menu have leaked on an internet forum. The menu looks similar but not identical to what Microsoft showed publicly at its Build Developer Conference in April. The size and mm. format of the menu is the same, but the tiles themselves are different, suggesting the image was generated by an early build of the new Windows. Another like image it. shows a Windows modern or Metro settings menu running within a window on the desktop. While Microsoft said the update would allow modern apps to run within individual windows, the settings image suggests users will have the option to minimize the whole modern experience. That should please many users who have resisted upgrading to Windows 8 or 8.1 because of distaste for the modern interface. Uh, Will, uh. <laughs> and the new question is... <laughs> Are these screenshots from an update to Windows 8.1 or the next major version, Windows 9? Judging from the discussion thread around where the images came from and subsequent commentary, the consensus is the images are from Windows 9, which is also said to be called Threshold, which probably won't arrive until early 2015 at the earliest. Although the watermark on the images reads Windows 8.1 Pro, it's fairly common for early builds of a new major update to include marks of the previous version. We are on about that. the edge of the threshold. Now, can I just, just go back to uh, just the previous story there? I just looked in the, the lounge, and we do have a live lounge. People sit in the lounge and while the show goes live. And you can find the lounge at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash live. And we do broadcast live, actually. So how do you like that? It's, uh, it's on Thursday nights at 730 so jump on if you if you have the chance. And I was just looking in the chat room here. I used to use a slide rule at school. Well, <laughs> look, PA, 
I don't even know what a slide rule is. <laughs> so, you kidding, aren't you? I don't know what one is. I know what a slide rule nah. is. All right, that's my black and white TV. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is my black and white TV. Anyway, so sorry, P. I'll, I'll Google it after the show and we'll, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll educate myself. You're not going to bing it? I'll, I'll, no, I don't like bing. <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> bing anything? So uh, is Bing still around? Does anybody check to see if it's still a thing? Well, is Bing, Bing still a thing? Bing is still around because look, I had a story. Oh, did I? Oh, I must might have just brushed it because I there thought. For, for those of you cares? watching at home, while Glenn's trying to find his story, yeah. there's this picture of slide rules for you. Oh, okay, one of those <laughs> things. Yeah, right. There's there, there was either there's a couple of different styles. That yellow one there's like the one I used to have, and I've got one of these round ones as well. Right, it's actually on the on the shelf behind me, which is I think quite sad. Mm. The um, <laughs> the audio listeners, thank you greatly for that screenshot, Will. Hey, they got Google. They know how it works. <laughs> Off you go. Go on. Go on. Get your PDA out of your pocket. No more going to sleep. Show. I'll watch the show on YouTube now, after what, you've listened to it and gone. What are they talking about? <laughs> now, what I was going to say about Bing was uh, they've joined Google because they've, they've got to also comply with this EU ruling, the, uh, you know, take me down, I don't want to be searched thing that's going on in the EU. So Bing have also put a, a form up online as well. But uh, I thought that was uh, – I didn't put that story in because it was just um, – yeah. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> that's in the EU, so who cares? I'm sorry. I stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, <laughs> All right, what's this one here? Uh, oh yes, oh, I'm going on to the to the uh, the offbeat ones here. But anyway, we'll go to this one. Uh, oh yeah, how's this internet cancellation horror story? Now, this guy in the US, he was actually a I think an AOL journalist. He was 20 minutes on the phone, or was he turn, experienced 20 minutes ordeal? It was a 20-minute call to cancel his Comcast account. Now, this this audio went viral because he recorded the last eight minutes. So he, he suffered 12 minutes and he thought, this is a joke. So he started recording it. Now, look, I've, I've got a bit here. We'll play. Because this reminds me, not that I've gone through so probably as much pain as this guy. Okay, we'd like, like to, we'd like to disconnect. We'd like to disconnect, please. Okay, so why is it that you don't want the faster speed? Help me understand why you don't want faster internet. Help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. Because my job is to, ha- is to have a conversation with you about having, about this, I mean, keeping your service. About finding out why it is that you're looking to cancel the service. I don't understand. Is this, is this if, if for, you like... to me, you can definitely go into the Comcast store and disconnect your service there. Okay. We're just asking for you to... We're actually going to just mail the cable card in, but if you can just please cancel our service, that would be great. That's okay, all. We that is all we want. We're actually not able to return a cable card by mail. Then I will send okay. someone like a task rabbit to go return the cable card for us. I don't personally intend to go okay. return the cable card. That's why we... So he goes on and on, and I'm just trying there just to try and turn that down. It's from... Where's that from? SoundCloud. They haven't got a volume button. Like, well, that sounds exactly like the trouble I went through with, there it is. with Spintel. Yeah, right. Well, this this went on and on and on. And as I said, he recorded the last eight minutes of it. So we'll, help you out and get some information. We'll just bypass all this information. I'll go ahead and disconnect this service. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, it's Thank really you. a shame to see you go to something 
I can't give you what we can. Okay, well, I if mean, that winds that, up being the case, then we will call you guys back up and we'll reconnect. I mean, you're not going to get the 100,000 free on-demand titles. You're not going to get 105 megabits per second for your internet. Guaranteed <laughs> speed at 105. Okay. I mean, no one else can guarantee their speeds like we can. Okay. So, I mean, we can definitely transfer this over to your new address and get you a lower rate. I could take you almost 100, actually more than $100 per month. Anyway, it's just so painful. But anyway, so even at the end, I'm not I'm not too sure if the guy got it cancelled or not. But if you want to listen to the whole thing, it's there's a link in the show notes, and the you can find those at AussieTechHeads.com.au uh, forward slash podcast. And it's, it's it's Ryan Block. He knows what he's talking about. He was the editor for Engadget and then fund, founded GDGT, so yeah, he knows all right. about technology. Mm. <laughs> he's and, and that's the thing. I don't understand what the deal is with telcos. I had the same problem. They refused to cancel my service for three for three months. They refused to cancel my service. I stopped paying them. And then strangely, they wanted money. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah, used really. your service for three months. I'm not paying for it. If you had have cancelled it three months ago like you're told to do, this wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it's hopeless. It's um, But apparently he was, um, yeah, he was... Uh, he said at the end, he was just saying, I don't have to tell you why I want this cancelled. I don't have to tell you. You just cancel it. That's right. I don't have That's to right. tell you anything. All right. Yep. Um, what else you got, Will? Anything exciting? Well, there's, um, you know how, well, there's a, uh, what's it called? A thing. It's a European Space Agency probe, um, the Rosetta. Near its 10-year trip. It was on a 10-year trip to meet up with the comet. Um, it's, it's covered nearly 7 billion kilometers. Um, it's basically, it was launched on March 2nd, 2004. It's been in pursuit of the Comet 67P or some Russian name. Mm. Um, next month it's scheduled to fill its mission, which is the first in history to both orbit and land on a comet. Um, from what they can say, basically from what they've been able to gather, the comet looks basically like kidney sort of shaped. Oh, um, and I'm not going to I'm not going to try and pronounce the name, but for those of you watching, there it is. There, um, nice Glenn. He's really good at pronouncing <laughs> names. And so basically, it's um, they kind of surprised some. I mean, it was it was designed to uh, do this, but in some respects, they're quite surprised that it has actually managed to do this. It's currently less than twenty thousand k's from the comet, and on August sixth, it will be a hundred kilometers away. Uh, at that point, that's when they will um, figure out exactly how they're going to get it onto the comet because um, that's sort of – the orbiting it is one thing, landing on it is mm. something entirely different. Oh, yeah. Um, how fast will that be going? I mean, oh, well, that's the th- – actually, uh, 135,000 kilometres per hour. Easy. Didn't Bruce Willis land on a comet? <laughs> yeah. If he can do it. I saw that in a movie. Yeah. If Bruce can do it, uh, anyone can do it. I'd be that hard. So, no. So basically they're saying we know very little about the actual service properties. Only when we get there we'll be able to explore it and know um, what it's made of and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's um, it, if you wondered how much the work costs, it's officially said to be 1.3 thousand million euro. Wow. What, isn't a thousand million like a billion anyway or something? Keep it half the price. <coughs> Why a thousand million? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. They said it's one point three thousand million. Wow! Which I thought that was a isn't that a billion or a something? Yeah, you maybe I they did. They, maybe they didn't want to go one point oh 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 three billion. But, maybe yeah, because that sounded know. like it was nothing. 
But anyway, but, uh, I don't know. That's, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's quite monumental if you think about it because it's that it can only happen once every, what has it been, 10 years? So it's mm. not something that we probably didn't even hear about the launch of this thing because it was going to be 10 years before it did its mission. So mm. it's, um, it's quite fascinating. The amount of future-proofing and forward planning you would have to do you know, yeah, oh, yeah, is, that's right. Quite amazing. That's right. Now, do you have a rash? If you have, yeah, I borrowed a friend's iPad once. Yeah, Warlock Jason might have the yeah. answer for you. Jace, what's the answer? If you've got an unexplained <laughs> uh, rash, check your iPad. It turns out the popular tablet computer taste common allergy inducing metals recent reports in medical journals detail nickel allergies from a variety of personal electronic devices including laptops and mobile phones but it was an apple ipad that caused an itchy body rash in an 11 year old boy recently Ooh. treated at san diego california hospital according to a report nickel rashes aren't life-threatening but they can be very uncomfortable and they may require treatment with steroids and antibiotics if the skin eruptions become infected the boy had a common skin condition that causes scaly patches, but he developed a different rash all over his body that did respond to usual treatment. Skin testing showed he had a nickel allergy, and doctors traced it to an iPad his family had bought in 2010. Doctors tested the device and detected a chemical compound found in nickel in the iPad's outside coating. He used the iPad daily, she said. He got better after putting in a protective case. Whether all iPad models and other Apple devices contain nickel is uncertain. Apple spokesman Chris Gaither said the company had no comment. They put they had they, the same uh, problem with the Fitbit Flex, the new ones. That's right. Were getting a terrible rash. They were, weren't they? they but they think it's from nickel as well. Yeah. Okay. Right. Did they put the iPad in a protective pouch or him case? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bubble boy. Yeah, Bubble boy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of. Uh, a lot of the cheapest uh, – that's a cheap metal trick. I mean, you look at the cheap watches and things like that, they'll give rashes to a lot of people. Um, uh, I'm actually quite surprised, to be honest, that I, I would have expected, if anything, it would be a Chinese tablet or something. You wouldn't really expect it to be the iPad, but there you go. Hey, there you go. made in China, isn't it? <laughs> True. That's not, not quite what I was getting well, at. Yeah, there okay. you go. <laughs> so, must be something in the water over there or something. Now, look, here's yeah, – Here's a bit of an offbeat story. I don't know if we should. Should we do this now? We might change it. We might save it till last, I think. So you want to save that until last? I got, you know how I've got this thing for gadgets? And, and last week I did the uh, the ones that were voted most likely to be useful gadgets. Yeah. Um, well, there's some that are out now or they're, they're, either come, they're either out now or they're coming out very soon that are sort of in the same sort of genre, I suppose. Um, things that people have actually got to the point where they can develop them and release them the question is why really do we need them um okay so the first one the umbrella that forecasts the weather so basically it's a it's the ambient umbrella communicates with its owner through a series of patented blue lights that indicate if it forecasts calls for rain mm. and with a zip code and wireless receiver and the handle of the umbrella it connects to accuweather and then glows and pulses a gentle blue light if it weather looks like rain it's battery powered and it's on the market for two hundred and twenty five dollars. But doesn't, um, doesn't doesn't help if it's just flashing in the umbrella basket, does it? <laughs> when yeah, you're down yeah, the that's shops. it. Because yeah, it's so hard to look out the window. <laughs> yes. um, this uh, this is another one here. The this is designed for uni students and people in like New York apartments and things like that that are basically completely restricted for space. Uh, it's a two hundred square foot, um, which is. What's that about? Eighty odd square meter. Um, 
Sleep Lemma team designed a micro apartment called the City Home, transforms to a 15 by 15 foot, I'm assuming, space. So that's what, a three metre by three metre space. Um, it can transform into exercise space, a lounge, a study, a kitchen, and a sleeping area, all in the same wow. all in the same thing. It's like a giant fold-up cupboard. It's wall-mounted devices. Um, you pick the time of day and the room morphs into the space you want. Wow. Um, wow. Nice. It, it's, it's, it, they're currently seeking funding for its development, but, yeah, it's basically um, a modular. Yeah, pretty wasn't, much. Wasn't there a, a modular. Wasn't there a guy house. in Sydney? Offering the, some sort of uh, compact. Uh, well, that was a, that was an actual building. Oh, right. This is, some, this is something like if you've got a loft apartment, for example, this goes into into there and extends what you've already got. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit similar, but a little bit different. Hmm. Um, the uh, Amazon trash sounds creepy, but it could save that dreaded weekend supermarket trip. Basically, it's um, it has a barcode scanner and everything you throw in the bin, it barcodes. So it reorders it for you. Um, nice. And they recommend using it in conjunction with the fridge that does the same sort of thing and the cupboard that they also have that does the same sort of thing. But you'd have to swipe um, it. You know, like when you, when you toss stuff out, it might not just yeah. automatically pick up the barcode. That's it. You can't just throw it in the bin. But, I, I mean, what happens if you get a mate brings a carton of beer around for the weekend and throws them all in the bin so next week you get, it orders you two cartons of beer because it thinks you've been through twice as much? <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, nothing, but after three or four weeks, it could be a problem. You get seven cartons of beer, then nine, then 14 cartons. <laughs> Increase your intake, Will. <laughs> oh, dear. But uh, they also it, they work on a, a, um, a second prototype that they're developing, uh, picks on your eating habits, and it says things like, third box of Oreos this week, hey? <laughs> wow. So, wow. Um, Put it down, fatty. <laughs> you don't need that. <laughs> um, there's a, a – oh, this is a – yeah, a picture frame that uh, every time somebody looks or comments or whether it's on Facebook or Google or wherever you've got pictures um, or if they actually look at the photo frame as well in, in your house, it glows and does all warm, fuzzy things. Are you sure um, you want to eat that bull's testicle? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why not? <laughs> why wouldn't you? I've been watching um, Hamish and Andy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bike that pedals for you. This is actually out at the moment. It's the Copenhagen wheel. It's a motorbike. Um, which was developed in Copenhagen <laughs> in 2009 by the MIT students. Um, that red bit there you can see is actually the – that is a self-contained motor and battery pack. Nice. Uh, it clips onto any existing bike. It transforms, you know, into an electric hybrid basically. So it does all the work for you because that's why you buy a bike so you haven't got to pedal. Um, they've been available for a while. They're about 800 bucks, and as I said, they're multi-fit. So you can – if you upgrade bike, you can take it with you. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a Mac Mini. This is a no. <laughs> it's this is another variation. There's been a, a couple of these devices. Um, this one's uh, what's this one called? Uh, it's it's a, a pedometer-sized camera called the Narrative Clip. Uh, attaches to your jacket or shirt or something like that or necklace. It records high-resolution geotagged images every thirty seconds automatically for the rest of your life. There's a few different variations on this. Um, I guess if you really like taking photos or you really want to know exactly what you've done with your life, that's probably not a bad idea. This one's 280 bucks. I have seen them cheaper. There's some I've seen for about 80 or $90. Um, at the end of the day, you come home, throw it in the dock, and it, it puts it all – it's a subscription service. This is $280 a year. Mm. And that covers the online storage and the cataloging and, and everything that goes with it as well. Yeah, all right. Um, but this is the one I really wanted to get to, and I think this is a fantastic idea, and I'm honestly surprised it's taken so someone so long to get to. It's a onesie for your baby. 
Um, and what it actually does is it has a heart rate monitor. Um, it has um, a breathing monitor and a cup, uh, skin temperature, body position, respiration, sleep patterns, and activity levels. Um, all transmitted in real time over your Wi-Fi network. It also includes a microphone, so you can hear what you know. Make sure everyone's right in there. Yeah, nice. Um, it you know obviously monitors, so you haven't got to go in and wake them up every every five minutes to see if they're sleeping or not. Mm. It's three hundred dollars, but it includes three onesies in, in whatever size you choose. Um, you can pick them up at Babies R Us, um, or you can order them online. There's a few different places you can get them, but I think it's a fantastic idea. There's that a lot of different um, variations on that. Yeah. It's better than a baby monitor because a baby monitor you can only hear if they're crying. Mm. Basically, that's about all you can hear. That's right. Um, if there's other crying, there might be a bigger problem than. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. thing monitors monitors everything. I think it's a fantastic um, use of technology that, in all honesty, has taken a lot longer to develop than I would have thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a good idea. Good idea. All right, good one, Will. Thank you very much. Now, uh, let's go, uh, Jace. Have you got anything else? Alrighty, welcome back. Uh, problem fixed. Okay, now let's. Uh, what are we gonna do now? We're nearing the end of the show. Oh, Jason's popped another one in there. He just pops stories in as as he flittles around. Uh, well, let's do. Yeah, do you want to do that there as well? That I thought you might want to uh, play on the um, stream as well. All right. Well, let me. Uh, will you tell us a bit of? Can you tell us a bit about... Oh, where's the video? Hang on, hang on. Oh, it says, uh, Smellovision users, insert nose tubes. Now, Future Armour is back with a brand new look, sort of. Vimeo and Behance user Alexei Zakharov has created a stunning 3D version of New New York in the 31st millennium. New New York? With fantastic references to the tube transport system, mom's friendly robot company, and even a few inconspicuous slurm advertisements thrown in for good measure. The only thing this video is missing is a certain special shiny metal ass. And good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Zakharov didn't stop at the skyline. Another video reveals the artist's hyper-realistic version of the Planet Express ship crew not included. I've got a moving in 3D there. There's another one. Sweet. That looks all right, doesn't it? Looks good. Realistic instead of cartoony. I mean, the cartoon's got a lot of 3D-ishness in it, but... uh, is actually mm. rendered. All right. Mm. I'll tell you something that's uh, also 3D. There's a... <laughs> oh, do we do this? No. We'll save that one. That's got to be the last one. <laughs> no. We've got a 3D story coming up, but I'll do that last. But next one I want to do is... Uh, look, I'll tell you who'd be all over this. It'd be Warlocky. Uh, Doctor Who, unfinished Doctor Who episodes have leaked online. Can you believe it? The uh, the drama has been ruined. Footage from the new series of Doctor Who. You what? Hate them, hate them for releasing. It. Hate them for releasing it. Who the releases? Guys who in the US who leaked the video to the internet so that you can watch season nine. Yeah, without, uh, oh, the whole lot. Hang on. You can't watch you the whole lot. You haven't got to watch it. <laughs> no, but they're going to have people posting information about it all over the place. So you just got to be careful. Yeah, but you can't. Um, uh, you 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 can't watch them though. I don't think the the episodes are online, are they? I think that was the thing. Either the episodes or uh, the stories were. I think I only saw. I only heard that the first episode was leaked online, but uh, I could be wrong. Now, hang on. You're I'll, the expert. 
Well, <laughs> you know what I read, uh, Jase. Now I'm just trying to do something here. <laughs> and it's well, it not... says last week a set of scripts for the program marked private and confidential was leaked online. So a set of scripts is more than one. And yeah, I think the first five stories, the first five story scripts were leaked, and the first episode was leaked. But however, I've got a screenshot of the first episode because. Uh, Apparently it's hard to find, but you know if you if you're into that sort of stuff, I'm sure you'll find it. But like I don't I don't want to watch it to tell you the truth, because um yeah like it, it spoils everything. But look, I'm just trying to get this photo back up because we had a little bit of a restart issue here. Here we go. So, but it, you know it, it's got uh, uh you know it's got watermarks and crap all over it, so it's no good anyway. But anyway, uh, the incomplete material was in black and white, missing special effects and heavily watermarked. BBC Worldwide said the breach was caused by a BBC office in the US and urged fans not to use the material last week. A set of scripts also from the uh, program marked private and confidential were leaked online as well, so there you go. So yeah, so it looks like, you know, black and white, like seriously, are you gonna, why would you want to spoil your fun with black and white? But anyway, I suppose that's the show's not as important to some as it is to others, so I guess that's what people do. Um, I'm a, didn't you read the scripts? They're actually setting it back in 1950 again. That's good. why it's in black and white. <laughs> it's in black and white. That's good. Maybe that little it's girl. It's even got the original <laughs> first document of William Hartnell. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> back from the dead. Remember that story that was around, oh, it must have been an April Fool's Day a little while ago, and it was all about the, uh, the BBC had, had recovered every single episode of the Lost Doctor yeah. Who series because we were we were receiving the bounce backs of all the transmitted signals from outer space. Yeah, I did, I did that for a story. <laughs> yes. Yes. A lot of people fell for it. A lot of people fell for oh, it. Oh, hoped and prayed that it was going to be I, right. I, I couldn't have mentioned the date. any. I think I mentioned the date about six times. I couldn't have done it anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was a good story. Yeah, I liked it. If only it was true. If only it was right. All right, let's get this story out. Is everyone finished? Or well, you got any more, Will? No, I'm done. I've got nothing exciting. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, this artist in Japan has been arrested because she has uh, created a 3D model of her vagina. And she is Tokyo-based artist Megumi Igarashi. <laughs> she was arrested on Saturday. picking these stories? <laughs> I know. She was arrested on Saturday for sending data that could be used to create 3D models of her vagina. The obscene data was sent. Obscene. It's obscene. Data was sent. (laughs) After Ingarashi completed a crowdfunding campaign with the goal of building a boat in the shape of her vagina. There it is. Well, you know, I don't understand it. A police boat. I've got so many questions. And no, and no answers. <laughs> a police spokeswoman told the AFP news agency she had distributed data that could create an obscene shape. On her website, Mrs. Mrs. Arashi says she has made several pieces of art based on her genitals using silicon mould, saying she wants to make vaginas more casual and pop. The vagina has no, been I, such a... T- t- I've <laughs> <laughs> never heard him do that before. <laughs> There's a, there's, a, there's a couple of lines there, but I will refrain. The vagina has been such a taboo in Japanese society, it has been thought to be obscene, while penises are regarded as part of pop culture. So there mm. you go. That's where, they in that's where the pop comes from. ...videos that I've heard so much about but have never actually watched. Apparently they're on the internet somewhere. 
But yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. like this is just this is rubbish. Like, look, we've got a picture here of the. Boat. I don't know why she she should have made a submarine or something. Oh, we've got a picture here of the boat, and like, unless you were told what it was, you're not going to know what it is. Oh. I don't hardly recognise it as a boat. If you hear that rest, would it be called a motorboat? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a catamaran, twin hole cut. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, like I think it, where does it like you know Japanese? They make all these shows that are that are violent and and all this. You know, people's heads getting chopped off, the samurais and all that's this. All right, violence is okay. But it seems to be that's where how it is Women around the world. Not okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. understand it. But anyway, uh, I thought, look, the only reason I bring it up and you go, well, where's the tech angle? Was because it, uh, well, it's three D printing. So she sends you the, f- yeah. and it went viral. <laughs> I mean, gone are the days where you send, you know, you send slightly obscure photos through the the chemist to get them developed. I mean, we've moved on from that now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll complain about kids sexting. This is the next level. Yes. Oh, I do. Oh, I have a story about sexting as well. Now, this is another crazy your one. Own flashlight from it, eh? Yeah. Well, this is another one. On Wednesday, the Washington Post now reported there's this case of a 17 year old from. Manassas, Virginia, who is facing felony charges for manufacturing possessing child pornography after allegedly texting nude images of himself to his 15-year-old girlfriend. Okay, you can understand that. I guess that's okay. Well, it's not okay, but they're under, if both of them are underage, I think that's, you know, that's what happens. But anyway. Depends on the state, yeah. Th- this is where it gets weird, and this, is, and this one's also gone viral and with a lot of hate along with it because according, according to the boy's defense attorney, uh, Jessica Foster, prosecutors in the Washington area, Prince William County, want to bolster their case by taking photos of the suspect's aroused penis and comparing it to the texted image using special software. Can you believe that? She says it would be that, hardware, wouldn't it? She says the prosecutors <laughs> have plans if the teen does not willingly comply. We just take him down to the hospital, give him a shot, and then take the pictures that we need. <laughs> Should they get the pictures and take a shot? I don't know. Are they serious? That's out of this is in America. This is Virginia. That's out of control. There is a saying, and I think it's really appropriate here. Only in America. Yes, only in America. Like if 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 you're the judge on that, you'd go, you people, just go home, go home. Like yeah, get out of my courtroom. Take your penis with you and don't come back. Without (laughs) yeah, like don't go and get a photo of it and compare it. I don't want to see any of it. Prove it, uh, prove it in another means, and we'll hear it. But if not, go home and go to sleep. Get get a hold of it. Yeah, that's the thing about their laws over there, though. If the if one of the party is underage, then it's un- instantly um, child pornography, no matter what. And that goes on that person's record for the rest of their life as they're a um, pedophile or child pornographer, yeah, right. even if it's like two thirteen-year-olds or two fifteen-year-olds, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, they no, have, they're, prob- they're all like zero tolerance for everything. It's, they're so badly written. The, the laws are so badly written. They make well, actually, no, ours still make them look better. But yeah, you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, but the laws might have problems over there like, where, where teachers will take away kids' insulin or their asthma puffer because that's medicine, and the teachers yeah. are the only ones who's allowed to administer medicine. So kids die from an asthma attack mm. or this or whatever yeah. because the yeah, I was, I was about to say that. Contacted why? Because they have zero 
tolerance and no exceptions whatsoever for anybody. And these are the problems. But I think, mm. like, I think in these situations, like we'd say, particular, we'll say with this one, for instance, that the 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 DPP or similar or the you know the authority who's in charge of everything over there who wants to prosecute, surely they've got to have a will to prosecute. Like everyone knows there's archaic laws around. You know, like everyone knows that. But yeah, you've but got the to... problem is the Americans love enforcing them. They 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 take pride in the fact their laws are useless. Then they yeah. enforce every single one of them. I mean, unfortunately, Australia's going the same way now. But um, stuff they do to women. If you've ever watched Judge Judy or Bob Brown or whatever his name is, some of those, it's like really you, the guy like broke a plastic cup off the cupboard and you're suing for emotional damage. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, that was my favourite plastic cup. <laughs> I can't survive. But you had an emotional attachment. All right. Well, uh, I think that brings us to the end uh, of another week. So how do you like that? So thanks, Will. Go and uh, go and find it. Make sure your car's all right. Make sure the alarm has, has stopped. And uh, I'm actually installing sure a new alarm there. on the weekend anyway. So mm. as long as it's still there till the weekend when I put the new alarm in. <laughs> so if it gets stolen now, the alarm's sitting in the back seat. So it's probably not super useful at this point. All right. Uh, so all right then, Will. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you next week, I, I would Ish. imagine. Hopefully, hopefully. If everything goes well with your yeah. PC. And uh, Jace, uh, will we be seeing you next week or you'll be in Melbourne? Fingers crossed. I hope so. And don't forget to check out our Facebook for our free apps. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, thank you. So we'll see you next week. Hope We will, won't we? You're in Melbourne, hope but we so. hope, hope to see you. Okay, good stuff. All right. And don't forget our free apps on uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Aussie Techheads where Jace will put up a Android app and I'll put up an iOS one if we think that there's the good one of the day to, to be shared. And if you just can't help yourself and you need to get more of uh, of myself and, and Warlock because that's the kind of people we are, you can go to obsidianloft.com and find us there as well. All right. And also what else is there? There's the Aussie Tech Radio. So AussieTechRadio.com. Go and, uh, go and check that page out. Uh, it'll tell you how to stream Aussie Tech Radio 24-7. So new shows every Friday. And they play for a week. So there's a few shows there. So pretty much, you know, every time you tune in, you're not going to get the same thing twice. So it's a good way of finding out what else is around uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, okay. Alrighty. So well done. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for the lounge. Hope you had a nice time in there. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye for now. Ta-da. See you next time, guys.